Good morning. Today we will discuss the tiff between Epic Games and Apple as the two battle out Apple's App Store policies in court. We will then look at election results in India and what the verdict implies for Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government that is battling a record surge of coronavirus cases in the country. And finally, we will examine New Zealand's relationship with China. Today is the 5th of May, it's a Wednesday. I am Rahi Bhattacharjee and you are listening to the Leader's Brief by Egomonk. Months after gaming giant Epic Games launched an all-out war against Apple for its App Store policies, the two companies started arguing the case this week, and the court verdict expected to be delivered by the end of this month would impact frameworks governing App Store policies. The tiff which began in August last year saw Apple remove Epic's popular mobile game Fortnite from its stores after it implemented its own in-app payment, bypassing Apple's 30% charges. Following the ban, Epic slapped Apple with a 65-page lawsuit, besides a video spoof of Apple's iconic 1984 advertisement for the Apple Mac. Notably, Epic had deliberately rolled out the update bypassing Apple's store payment system as a sign of protest against what it believes is a monopoly by Apple in deciding what apps can appear on iPhones and demanding a cut as high as 30%. The video game maker had then garnered support from several app developers and tech companies. Microsoft too had filed a legal brief on the issue, supporting Epic Games' right to carry on developing software for Mac and iOS. Kevin Gamel, Microsoft's general manager of gaming developer experiences said, Apple's discontinuation of Epic's ability to develop and support Unreal Engine for iOS or Mac OS will harm game creators and gamers. Confronting Epic, Apple had stated that its App Store facilitated half a trillion dollars in trade in 2019, with over 85% of that figure coming from transactions for which it did not take a cut. The US tech giant has said that its payment system is fair to smaller developers as 83% of apps and 76% of games on the App Store are free. Notably, the timing of the case could not have been worse for Apple as the company faces the possibility of coughing up millions in fines in the EU for anti-competitive policies for its music store. Experts believe that while the possibility of a ruling against Apple is less, a decision in Epic's favour could completely change financial policies of all app stores, including those run by Google. Moving on to some political development in the Asian continent, Assembly poll results for four states are indicative of a dip in the popularity of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's BJP government that had grabbed federal power with an overwhelming majority for a second term in the country. Among them, West Bengal, with a population of over 90 million people and 294 assembly seats, was set for the toughest battle. Several of Mr Modi's party workers, including the Prime Minister himself, had run their largest campaign in the state of Bengal since the beginning of this year and were hopeful of winning a large share of seats, if not a majority. A decision by the Prime Minister and his subordinates to organise massive campaign rallies in the state at a time Covid numbers were on the rise in the country has led to severe criticism of the Indian government's handling of the second Covid wave during its initial stages. West Bengal itself had gone into partial lockdown two days before the election results were declared. 
The center ruling BJP, however, was able to emerge as the primary opposition in Bengal with 77 seats, a massive gain from the previous elections where it had won just three seats. Regional party, the TMC, led by the fierce Modi critic Mamata Banerjee, won 213 of the 294 seats. In the southern state of Tamil Nadu too, the BJP and its ally incumbent AIADMK lost to make way for a new government led by MK Stalin. In Kerala, Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan's incumbent communist government was re-elected, breaking the state's trend of parties ruling alternatively every five years. The BJP managed to retain power in the state of Assam and the Union Territory of Puducherry. The election results were declared at a time India is battling a severe COVID crisis, with the number of infections hovering over the 300,000 mark every day and daily deaths averaging well over the 1,000 mark. Moving on to some developments in New Zealand. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's government is facing increasing criticism from Western allies for not doing enough to criticise China's alleged authoritarian policies. In what seemed like an attempt to counter such criticism, the Kiwi Prime Minister said at the China Business Summit in Auckland that there are several differences between China and her nation, but such differences need not define the relationship. However, she mentioned that as days pass, these differences are becoming difficult to reconcile. She said, It will not escape the attention of anyone here that as China's role in the world grows and changes, the differences between our systems and the interests and values that shape those systems are becoming harder to reconcile. She added that this is a challenge that her country and several others in the Indo-Pacific region are grappling with. Ms. Adams' government had come under criticism from the West after the country's foreign affairs minister, Nanaya Mahuta, said last month that she was uncomfortable expanding the remit of the 5i intelligence group that includes the UK, Australia, Canada and the USA. China, which is New Zealand's largest trading partner, had welcomed the statement with the Chinese Communist Party's mouthpiece Global Times writing in an article. When it comes to New Zealand, instead of following Washington's cues to contain China, it is pragmatically handled the relationship with the latter. China presently absorbs almost 25% of New Zealand's total exports. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings around the world. Tune in to EgoMonk to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. EgoMonk helps to make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com which is spelled I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at egomock.com. Mm-hmm.